Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Muddled Thoughts. I am joined by Ryan. And I'm Zach. So we left off on Runaway on the last uh, episode, on episode two. Yeah, I think we uh, finished that one up, right? And we're now um, on to number seven on the list, By Myself. Good old and By I'm... Myself. But I'm with all of you guys, though. So I, I feel real good, real good about this episode with yeah. both of you. We've had some reinforcements for sure. Seems like we're catching on to some themes already, even just halfway through the album. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if um, these themes are going to hold true through the second half of the album. Again, because we got through the first half, it got pretty heavy there for a little bit, you know, with some it of did. the different themes that kept coming up. Um, So... I guess we all listened to it. I, I don't know if the second half really gets any better. What do you guys think? Um, I don't think so. I think it just progresses <laughs> further down. So do you think it goes down from mood standpoint or musical quality? So I've got some hot takes, Max. Do you want to hop in first? I'm afraid if I answer might get derailed a little bit okay fair enough um i think in terms of musical quality i think the first half kind of takes king just because i mean you've you've got paper cut which has got like the really cool intro with the like the really heavily gated drum drum kit thing and then you got like mm-hmm. one step closer which is such a big heavy song and crawling i think i mean technically i guess by myself is on the second half, but I just think the first seven, I mean, in the end, we all know is like the big, biggest hit, but right. I don't know. But Do you think it's the best song though, even though it's the biggest hit? Nope. Either I do I. not think that in the end is the best song at all. I don't, I don't think we should say what the best song is because we did kind of rank everything. We did rank. And so that'll be a little, little surprise later. Uh, I will just say that it doesn't matter if it's this album or any other album that I listen to. Um, my general opinion is that the song that's declared the hit or the number one single is far from the best song on the album. I mean, if anybody says that the radio play song is the best song, then they probably didn't listen to the rest of the album. I hate the ra- yeah. way radio works because they say, oh, here's the new one from so-and-so band, and the album's been out for seven months, and there's, you know, 12, 13 other tracks, but nobody knows them. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever gets played on the radio is what they end up being known for, and whether that's, like, their best work or not, it doesn't matter. It's always just whatever's, like, the most catchy or easy to remember, usually. Yeah. That's just a, you know, music nerd rant, I guess, but yeah. Not only that, like listening to stuff on the radio, it's just, it's not the same, like, because the audio quality is so bad, you're not even really listening to the same song. If you listen right. to that same song off of a vinyl or even just this, 
CD. I mean, it sounds totally different. Yeah. You can actually hear like all the deep stuff and um, sometimes like even just like underlying melodies that you don't hear on the radio. Well, and that's why I strive for, you know, the highest quality headphones or Bluetooth speakers or whatever, because you can hear stuff that's never been exposed before. I mean, there could Mm -hmm. be one harmonic line that makes one song you've listened to a million times the best song ever because you've never heard that before. Mm -hmm. The whole uh, digital versus analog debate as well, you know, with vinyl versus CD. I mean... I'm, I'm sure you guys know plenty about it, but for those uh, who don't, yeah. you know, with analog, talking more about like a continuous stream of information, like with vinyl, you know, everything is captured on that press. But with CDs or any other form of digital media, it's all segmented, right? You know, um, it comes in packets that come over on the CD. So you're not getting everything that uh, was recorded at the time. It's right. It's a good approximation, but it's not the exact you know so that's kind of why you see vinyl making a resurgence for those diehard people that really like the uh the true recording i guess cds are like edited live tv recordings you only get the important stuff right yeah that's a whole nother topic though i think yeah we might even talked about that before on the on the podcast but that's an interesting conversation Cool. Yeah. Should we uh, get going here into the second half, gentlemen? Absolutely. Uh, Go. I'm excited. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Track number seven by myself. What do I do to ignore them behind me? Do I follow my instincts blindly? Thoughts that are maddening Do I sit here and try to stand it Or do I try to catch them red-handed Do I trust some and get fooled by phoniness Or do I trust nobody and live in loneliness Cause I can't hold on when I'm stretched so thin I make the right moves but I'm lost within I put on my daily facade but then I just end up getting hurt again by myself I ask why I don't know what you guys think But I mean obviously the I think the, the most plain and simple, obvious, you know, take from this song is being alone to deal with your thoughts and really trusting nobody but yourself. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like take one step back before we get into that because I absolutely agree with you, Ryan. Um, but I wanted to touch on what Max said earlier about different themes. Last time, last couple times, mm. we were talking about this. We're talking about how it's, I don't, I think we all came to the conclusion that there's a story being told here, right? Yep. Right. Absolutely. So I think at like the end of our last episode, um, we were talking about how all the different like emotions and themes are really coming to like a pinnacle or like a rising point. And I think this song serves as like one of the action items where the person singing is no longer able to be around other people anymore. They need to be by themselves and to deal with their own thoughts and emotions. Like you said, right? Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned, you know, the progression of the theme and whatever, I've been looking back through the track titles and it's like 
a storyline through injury and recovery. I mean, paper cut, the first track is like the initial wound. One step closer mm-hmm. is the beginning of the healing process. Uh, with you is like denial. Points of authority is like an argument leading towards who was wrong in the op- in the situation. Crawling in my skin is dealing with, you know, the truth of the matter. Runaway mm-hmm. is leaving. And then by myself is where we're left now. And that's the realization that you ended everything and you're alone and starting the recovery process. Right. They they ran away, literally. They <laughs> like did. They're, they're by themselves now. I just... All the analysis we've been doing on this album, and I just realized that, you know, emotional progression now. Mm-hmm. I do like... I never even thought about that when you mentioned Paper Cut. Like, the fact that it's an inf- it's an affliction, right? It, it It broke the skin. And that skin imagery comes in crawling, I think, probably the most prominently, right? Yeah. They literally say crawling um, in my skin. Like, those, all those different issues, they're, they already got in because of that paper cut. You know, it's one little small thing, but yeah. it's festered so much now. It's the realization that things are actually going wrong. Mm-hmm. And we haven't heard anything about, like, actually getting rid of those problems yet, though. Right. Like, there hasn't really been any resolution at all. So, I guess, I wonder if, I guess we already, again, we already went and did all the research for the other songs, but it's like, I wonder if that was something that they had in mind, where maybe there wasn't supposed to be a resolution yet or in each song. Right. Um, there kind of is, but there kind of isn't. It's like and... a false cadence, open ending. Mm-hmm. It really, yeah, we... We touched on this last time too. It it really is up to the listener to make up their own interpretation for it. Listening to each song individually, I think, is important. But when you right. listen to them all collectively, you get that deeper meaning or that deeper story that they're trying to tell. In this Which case. I feel really was even a further step, a brave step, because not only were they exploring a new genre, but they were exploring you know, musical storytelling where the album is essentially a novel. Mm-hmm. I, th- I would love to know if they drew inspiration from any, like, more classic rock groups or people from, like, the 70s or 80s. Right. I hate to I hate to plug them again, but I, I think of Rush in terms of storytelling all the time just because I've been listening to them a lot recently. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Because that was, that was one of their main points is that, you know, I mean, they have stories and songs that span multiple albums in their case. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they are quite the masters of uh, telling stories, that's for sure. Right. Should we read some lyrics here, perchance? Yeah. Get at it, Zach. All right, I got this. I got this. Um, I'll do my best rendition, see if I can get into the cadence here <laughs> of their song. So, um, <clears throat> start off with, what do I do to ignore them behind me? Do I follow my instincts blindly? Do I hide my pride from these bad dreams and give in to sad thoughts that are maddening? And I, I, I have notes already, so I'm going to stop <laughs> for a second. Um, and we kind of already touched on this, but I noted that 
the singer finally took action to like separate themselves from their friends or whoever was having a negative effect on their life. So they actually finally did something instead of just like sitting there idly and being, you know, engrossed in their emotions and their feelings. Um, right. So now that they're on their own, it really sounds like they're starting to double guess their actions. You know, is was it worth it to get rid of all these people and their friends? Yes, no, maybe so. I, I don't Do know. Do you think yet. that's part of the bad dreams? Um, Potentially. Do I hide my pride from these bad dreams? Like, what do you mean? Like you're saying, um, like, was it worth it to run away from, I think, all your friends you were saying? Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think, do I hide my pride from these bad dreams means do I put myself and my pride above stooping down to getting rid of friends that have wronged me. Mm-hmm. Like bad dreams in a sense almost means like the memories or just the feeling of being around those people. Right. Yeah. And in this case, it might not be actual dreams. Like you were kind of hinting at there. It might just be, you know, reliving the past even while awake Mm -hmm. i think the next verse has a little bit more on that too i guess i'll read it (laughs) sorry Sorry, that's that's what i was expecting i apologize sorry 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 sorry. i feel like i'm canadian this this stream sorry all right so do i sit here and try to stand it or do i try to catch them red-handed do I trust some and get fooled by phoniness, or do I trust nobody and live in loneliness? So that again, is... it's, it's hashtag deep, if you ask me, Ryan. Yeah, that that is... Yeah. I mean, that's a struggle that I think a lot of people can deal with. Um, or relate to, I should say. Um, do you decide to be friends with some people and have them fake you into belief that friendship is real or do you just you know live in solidarity and not have to deal with the pain i mean it's so like it this verse it almost lays out three options for them and they kind of outright say it you know they say do i sit here and try to stand it so just do nothing and just like live with the decision that they made which is kind of what they've been doing the whole time just right. dealing with their decisions as they come. Um, second option, do I try to catch them red-handed? So that almost implies like trying to get back at the other people almost like maliciously. It's almost like a, like a bait and switch kind of in a way. What do you mean by like a bait and switch? Like so you, you try to that? so you try to initiate a situation where they would have to choose between um, either standing by you or betraying you. So kind of a a half and half situation where they could either stick up for you or just run away and you know abandon the situation, and that would tell you whether or not they're actually you know a true friend. So like an ultimatum kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Like put yourself in a fake bullying situation. I guess it'd be like a TikTok video to put it into you know modern situations like a prank video Hmm. where you try to lure someone into either standing up for you or just 
bailing out and saying, you know, this really isn't worth my time. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. It's kind of, so, you can you can test their friendship, really, their commitment. Yeah. I, that's so interesting, because I haven't really even heard a whole lot about these people, these friends. I mean, we've heard about, like, the the lover that the person has, um, but not a whole lot about, like, the friend group that's been there the whole time, presumably. So it's interesting that they want to take such action here with the second option and, like, do something about it. Right. And then the third option is probably the most grim out of all of them. So it's like, do I... Well, actually, I guess there's four, but three slash four. Do I trust someone get fooled by phoniness or do I trust nobody and live in loneliness? So it's a contemplation of whether or not they actually want to trust these people or not at all. Um, so either just standing by and doing nothing, trying to do something about it, or actually just debating, you know, who who can I trust and who can I not? So there's there's a lot of stuff going on. And just this one single line about the current situation that they're in. Right. Do you think that By Myself was intentionally put underneath Brunaway because of the contextual similarities? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think as far as emotional and situational progression, I think they were running away from something and then they hit the realization where they were by themselves. Nobody was there to help them and they were going to just have to get it, get through it without any help. What do you think, Max? Oh yeah, I I was just curious if you guys agreed as well because it's pretty obvious that it has that uh, linear, you know, pathway of being in a clique essentially, but not really wanting to be there, and then running away from that and being by yourself, being alone, not having those people, even though you believe that they were phony, like phonies, I guess, but. Now you really don't have anyone to talk to except yourself. That um, also brings up a question, you know, do you think part of the song is wanting to still stick around these so-called phonies because of the situation that they're in? Or do you think they're trying to move past? I mean... really makes me feel like they want to try to move past it, but they're resentful because they don't know what the future is going to hold for them if they choose to do that right yeah it's it's tough you know it's like you have familiarity in your friends and that whole i guess you know those people right there's a certain comfort that comes with that right it's painful to be with them right so you also want to move on at the same time you're like torn between the two options right yeah i yeah i don't know It almost sounds like he's dealing with, like, a very intense, like, case of anxiety and part of that paranoia that we saw in the beginning of the album, kind of both Mm -hmm. kind of working together because he can't, like, get over the fact that he left, but he's still, like Zach was saying, worried about the future and what that holds. Yeah, I... A couple of my notes here, I see one bullet point says betraying yourself, but yet not knowing where to go. And the next bullet point says being afraid of not knowing how to please everyone close to you, 
but yet being overwhelmed by the need to take care of everyone else over yourself. So it's a lot of not being able to decide which route you want to take. Do you worry about your friendships or your past friendships in this case or your health? Yeah, so I guess, I mean, it's hard Zach, know. you were saying that you thought it was more of him wanting to get over it, get over the fact that he left his friends. Um, Ryan, do you think that as well? Do you think he's trying to get over it, or do you think he's... I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's just trying to move past a chapter in his life, and those people are a big part of it, so you need, just need to wipe the slate and start over it's just him taking time to get over it i think yep agreed hmm. maybe if we read on we will find out more about Got what it. they decide to do i hope so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you getting messed up by this ryan a little bit know. i just don't know <laughs> this kind of a deep dive can be a bit jarring i will admit I mean, especially for this album, this is a huge mm -hmm. part of my childhood. And to now discover all of this hidden meaning 20 years later, Dude, I don't know. When we move on to the other albums, it's probably going to be even worse. I'm just throwing that out there now. Yeah. It's, it's going to be even worse. Just watch. Just dissecting Agreed. the double meanings in American Idiot alone. Oh, oh my God, it. Max. You spoiled it. <laughs> oh. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Shh, edit that out. Edit that out. Can still save it. Tell that producer guy. <laughs> All right. Stop me at any time here. I, I don't have a whole lot of more notes for this song. I do have some kind of towards the bridge, like usual. I tend to find more meaning in like the changes. But um, again, stop me whenever you feel like you or whenever you have something that you want to add. Oh. I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of notes past this point anyways, or either, but um, the way this episode has been going, a lot of things just pop up randomly. So, I mean. Okay. Max, do you have anything specifically in the coming couple of uh, segments at all? I have one last note for the song. Okay. So I, there's like two or three lines that I wanted to ask you guys about. Um, where where's your note do you know where it's towards we can skip to it but it's towards the uh chorus okay all right i'll keep going then all right so um where we left off let's see okay because i can't hold on when i'm stretched so thin i make the right moves but i'm lost within i put on my daily facade but then i just end up getting hurt again and now we go into one of the coolest parts of the whole song fucking chester's screaming by myself myself i ask why but in my mind i find i can't rely on myself myself i ask why but in my mind i find i can't rely on myself i can't i can't hold on to what i want when i'm stretched so thin it's all too much to take in i can't hold on to end things watching everything spin with thoughts of failure sinking it. Isn't it so cool the way they finish each other's lines? It's mm -hmm. extremely cool, man. It's so cool. I love it. 
the whole like duo of singing that they got going on it's just it's so cool oh my god it's like two completely so different fun. like moods like two two different I sides don't... of one person exactly i mean there's one that's slightly calm and then it's just the shrieking of you know the darker side of the line mm-hmm. it's like a contrast between yeah! the physical and mental state of what's going on you have the calm of they've run away from the people that they were by right so they're by themselves, and it's calm now but then mentally there's all this stuff going on inside so it's like screaming out you know it needs to be addressed now they need to decide what to do so okay i just had another revelation because for some reason i'm just realizing more things about this album as we go <laughs> hell yeah all right let's hear it so the dual lyrics I think is even a further nod to we touched briefly on schizophrenia in the first two parts. Correct. Uh, I see where you're going. Okay. I think All the right. two sides of lyrics in the chorus is another nod to that because the person themselves, they're singing the first part of the line and then the voices in their head are finishing it out. Mm-hmm. Did I excellent. I never would have went there. So like I knew we what if you thought, and I don't know why I went there. I really don't. <laughs> what if you thought like one line, like for example, but in my mind I find I can't rely on myself. So it's like be but in my mind, he's like almost asking his inner voice. It's another Oh, it's like a double entendre. Yeah. And then so and I, like yeah he's telling continue himself he sorry go ahead no yeah he's just he he's telling himself he can't rely on his own thoughts yeah um, so it's like it's it's two people one actual person one in their head finishing the lyrics and then I can't rely on myself is another meaning describing why the second half of the lyric is another person mm-hmm. like the person can't rely on their own brain to finish their thought so the person in their brain is finishing it for them oh like think about it when he says i can't rely on myself i mean yourself you're talking about yourself it's almost like there's a second person you know what i mean he's accepting Mm -hmm. his illness and acknowledging that somebody is going to finish his thoughts for him or his actions for him because he can't rely on his own mental stability to complete that thought or action Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head, dude. I think that's exactly it. I never even thought of it that way, but yeah. Yeah. I have a f- totally. I have a feeling Mike Shinoda is gonna somehow land on this and he's gonna be like, dude, these guys are looking way too far into it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to calm no. the hell down. No, man. <laughs> just listen to the album, please. <laughs> we know you guys are fans, but just tone it down it's about It's just a banger. Notches. Don't look that much further into it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that if he's like, guys, we know it's a banger, but hear me out. It's not that deep. <laughs> I... But I think it is, I know actually. we just... I do think it is that deep, to be honest. This chorus even, I mean, 
I can't hold on to what I want when I'm stretched so thin, meaning, you know, you're mentally exhausted. It's all too much mm-hmm. to take in. I can't hold on to anything watching everything spin. So you're just wrapped up in your thoughts trying to make sense of what's going on. And with thoughts of failure sinking in is knowing that at the end, this is just going to tear you apart. Unless you rope yes. it in and, you know, bring your thoughts into control. Like you said before, they've accepted that this is an issue, that this is something that is going to affect them for the foreseeable future. Because they're mentally exhausted at this point. Yeah. All right. Fuck deep, dude. I I hate this series. I hate this series. We're continuing on. We can't can't stop. So um, I'll kind of, okay. So if I turn my back, I'm defenseless. If I go blindly, seems senseless. If I hide my pride and let it all go on, then they'll take me till everything is gone. If I let them go, I'll be outdone. But if I try to catch them, I'll be outrun. If I'm killed by the questions like a cancer, then I'll be buried in the silence of the answer. Ooh, so good. I love those last two yep. lines. If I'm killed by the questions like a cancer, then I'll be buried by the silence of the answer. So good. So good. I love it. Um, wanted to stop briefly because um, not a whole lot of new information is given here. It's more just elaboration on the couple of options that I was talking about before. Just like what it is that they want to do. Kind of the, the contemplative process of the benefits or maybe the pitfalls of each option. So there's not a whole lot of info, in my opinion. Um, it's just kind of more internal deliberation going on. It's just reiteration of a common yep. theme at this point. I mean, it's just like the other songs. Like the first verse kind of you know lays the groundwork, and then the second one um, elaborates on it further, and then the yeah. bridge and like outro section kind of gives like some like final thought or like just consolidation point, and then. It's done, and you're out of the yeah. next song. It's almost like, in case you forgot what I was talking about, let me let me give it to you another time here. So after that, we have the chorus repeating again, but I wanted to stop and talk about the bridge. I'll, I'll read the lyrics real quick. Um, so again, this is it's slower, right? So it goes, how do you think I've lost so much? I'm so afraid. I'm out of touch. How do you expect I will know what to do when all I know is what you tell me to? Again. Again. <laughs> it's what, just what? What again? <laughs> it's so there's two ways this could go. It's either an external source like a relationship like we've been talking about. You know, this whole album, oh my god. <laughs> Oh boy, here he goes. Here he goes. This whole album could one be about a relationship and breaking down, or two, an acceptance of a schizophrenic diagnosis. And the relationship is actually the person inside of their head telling them what to do. Maybe both. Hmm? Because how do you think I've lost so much? They've come down a spiraling path where... Their, their mentality has declined to the point where they can't handle it anymore. I'm afraid, I'm so afraid that I'm out of touch. 
They have no gra- grasp on reality at this point. Uh, so how do you? Th- I'm gonna pause you right there. I'm gonna pause. So okay, those are the two lines that I wanted to touch on. I'm so afraid I'm out of touch. What I wanted to point out was that this section is so staggered. I wanted to get your take on whether you think those two lines are meant to be read together or separately, or maybe it's a little bit of both where they're saying, I'm so afraid just because of where they're at. And they're also stating that I'm out of touch or are they afraid that they're out of touch? That's I don't know. (laughs) Cause Um, I, I thought that those two lines, they linked really well together. So I don't know if it's one or the other. And based on what you've been saying, Ryan, I, I don't know even more. I really don't know. What Going on what I said and then hearing what you said, I don't know. Um, how do you like, think I've lost And that's lost why I said so maybe much. it's both. That's why I'm saying maybe it's both. I feel like it's I, almost, almost a conversation that has been initiated. Mm-hmm. And it's like a conversation s- with their inner self. Yeah. Like what is going on with you or like you're so disconnected. And then they say, how do you think I've lost so much? And I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know if, 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 if it's, <laughs> it's, if it's uh, an, a confession to an outside entity or if it's, an admission to yourself. I Well, I think it's to themselves because this whole song is by... It's literally titled By Myself. Yes. So from that, I would assume so, that it's to themselves. How do you think I've lost so much? I think it's almost an inner self-analysis. So And they just changed I'm just, I to you. I'm going to call T as well. Um, something I didn't know or didn't think about either. So the song is titled by myself, right? Like yeah. they're physically by themselves, but they're not at the same time. Ryan, you were talking right. about how like this inner person is with them always. And this is all like a contemplation and like battle within themselves. So they're by themselves physically, but mentally they are very much not alone in this case. Right. It's like, it's a direct contradiction almost by design and by purpose, which probably yeah. is. So Sorry, I, I had to call T because I, I was just seeing that. I, for the first I got time. a T as well. Max also has a T. I have Fuck, a, triple just, T's I have a very, everywhere. I have a very, <laughs> deep, a very deep question I wanted to ask you guys. So in the line the that we're talking about, if I'm killed by the questions like a cancer, then I'll be buried in the silence of the answer. So what if the questions are, the, what if the questions are linked to what he's asking himself throughout the song? And he's not able to answer his own questions, so he almost kills himself within going crazy. Because his inner self will not answer the questions because he himself does not have the mental analysis of said questions. There is no response in his brain to break down what he's wondering. Or any enough mental stability to console himself to be able to work through his issues come to realization uh yeah yeah i i agree guys i like i said i have nothing more to add to that you 
you guys got it. Because it's, it, it's that's what I mean. Like, is that is that the what he's relating the questions to his own or someone else's? And I would probably go with his own. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you, Max. And then I wanted to go on. Can I go on to the next two lines of that interlude? Do it. So how do you expect I will know what to do when all I know is what you tell me to? He's relying on the inner voices in his head to direct his further actions. He has no ability to decide for himself what the best actions are for his life. He's relying on the voices in his head to show him where to go next. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to ask... The first half, too. Yeah. And he's trying to ask the voices in his head how he's supposed... It's it's a much deeper meaning than how do you expect I will know what to do. Basically, what he's asking, you know, specifically is how am I supposed to go on through life continuing to deal with these voices directing what my next actions are? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is almost an admission that go, continuing with this illness he will not be able to live just because he has no free will over anything that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That point is like, it's further amplified by the next couple lines. So I'm going to keep going. Cause I think you, again, Ryan, you totally nailed it. Um, it goes on to say, don't you, I don't have the, it's not in the official lyrics, but Chester's like screaming. Don't you know, I can't tell you how to make it go, no matter what I do, how hard I try. I can't even convince myself why I'm stuck on the outside. And it goes, don't you know, I can't tell you how to make it go, no matter what I do, how hard I try. I can't seem to convince myself why I'm stuck on the outside. So it's it's furthermore that that internal person, they have the control here and he even says in the very last line, they feel like they're stuck on the outside. Like they're not in control of what they're doing anymore. Yeah. And they recognize it. They full on recognize it in the song. They don't and have control anymore. Almost reiteration on them trying to run away. Like they're stuck. They're outside, but they can't move past that outside. They're still somehow attached to the internal voice. It's almost like they're trying to run away from themselves. And not even the other people around them. I mean, the other people around them, yes, but also themselves. Dude, this episode is seriously messing with me. Like, like, think about it. You're this far in the album. He's probably definitely self-aware, self-aware of his own mental, you know, issues that he's dealing with. Yeah, you could be right. He could be trying to run away from his own thoughts somehow, contextually. Yeah, yeah that's, I... that's it. We get the get the chorus one more time at the very end. Um, any other thoughts on this song? That's all I got. We got to keep rolling here. We're forty some minutes in. We only been through one song. Piss on these episodes. That's my final thought. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> process what's going, dude. I've never. I've been listening to this song since. Eight seventh grade, and I've never picked up on 
any of this stuff in these songs ever. Mm -hmm. This is same, dude. Ridiculous. Well, it sucks because I'm so I'm so terrible at like hearing lyrics and like memorizing them. Like I think. Like I envy, I think you guys are way better than I am. I listen for like melodies a lot, like guitar parts and drum parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys are really good at probably hearing the, the words and being able to relate to songs that way. Right. Yeah, you definitely pick up like beats and melodies way better than I do, Max. Like I can just tell from like <laughs> you walking around the apartment, like doing different stuff and drumming. Like yeah, you totally pick up on that stuff way more than i do yeah so it's all to me it's just listening to all these different thoughts that we're collect collecting together about hidden meetings intentional meetings and just overall themes in the whole album really interesting oh and i'm like a combination between you two like max i share the whole analyzing musicality zach Mm -hmm. i share the whole lyricist thing so i go like double nuts because I'm thinking well, of everything at the same time. Yeah. I tried to, like... I didn't try. I, I did tone down any, like, real music analysis in this album just because I don't think it has as big of an impact as different artists because it's such, like, a... It's a mix between rap and hip-hop and all the different, like, instruments that are going on in here. There's a lot of digital stuff, and you do have, like, some guitars and everything else, but I just, I don't see it as being as prominent in the meaning that's going on here compared to the lyrics. So that's why I chose to go down the path that I did. Yeah, I think the musicality is more, such a more basic meaning because it's, you know, like you said, rap and I'd say hard rock, alt rock, whatever you want to call it. It has more of like an underground, you know, because you're choosing between rap and rock, which a lot of people would consider opposite ends of the genre spectrum. Uh, yeah. So you would consider yourself pretty different for listening to stuff that has both of those in the same genre. Mm-hmm. Right. The best of both worlds action. Right. So the way Not that the he best. describes being kind of like um, he doesn't belong to any cliques or friend groups, really being that outcast and i think the musicality has of course as we all probably can agree a really big link to the lyrical content in all the songs yeah it echoes the same message that's coming across in the lyrics with just the genre of music Mm -hmm. that's crazy man I really didn't even think about it that way, but that's pretty crazy. Right. Like he's, that, that's what makes this album even better is the musicality is so intertwined with the message that's being, you know, screamed through the words. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for the next one, guys. Are we ready to go into the granddaddy of all the songs on the uh, on the album? I feel this, this one's going to be kind of short. Yeah, everyone's yeah, heard honest. it. Everyone's heard it. Yeah. All right. Well, numero eight in the end. It starts with one. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I'm designed this rhyme to explain in due time. All I know. Time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out 
the low Watch the time go right out the window Trying to hold on, didn't even know I wasted it all just to watch you go I kept everything inside and even though I tried It all fell apart What it meant to be will eventually be a memory of a time I tried so Um, we just want to jump right into it. Or yes, go okay. for it, man. I feel like the whole theme I don't of have this, a whole lot. I neither do I. Um, <laughs> I feel like the whole theme of the song is realizing that you basically hid from important moments in life, or possibly even life itself, and that uh, it doesn't actually matter because nothing carries over. Like everything that you finish in your lifetime is just that's it mm -hmm. there is no fixing anything after it ends i mean after you, the you leave behind down. what you sow you reap what you sow actually yeah i i totally agree with that to further elaborate on that it seemed like this song acted as a recap of what we've seen so far I really don't feel like going into all the lyrics of this song because um, I don't no. really think it will help that much. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just like the song. <laughs> right? <laughs> In the end, it really doesn't even matter. Um, but yeah, the, I guess what I'm really trying to say is that through all the different song lyrics in this one, they're kind of recounting all the different stuff that um, has happened so far that they've talked about. Um, just talking about um, the second one, let's see, it's so unreal, it's so unreal, don't look out below, watch the time go right out the window. I'm trying to hold on but didn't even know, I wasted it all just to watch you go. Again, talking about the regrets about the amount of time that they spent on relationships that didn't really matter to them, that they ended up leaving. Right. Um, we see some more references back to the abusive relationship we talked about before. Um, and I, just looking at all my notes, it's all about those relationships and just talking about them a little bit more. I feel like this is just right. him trying yeah. to get over what he felt in the song with you. You know, mm -hmm. that's exactly what I thought too. Max is like it's very indicative of with you, uh, that song specifically. Yeah, because it's he says, you know, remembering all the times you fought with me, I'm surprised it got so far. It's talking it like you said, talking about those abusive relationships we we talked about with that song. So what I am starting to question now, based off of what Ryan told me, or not told me, I guess just said, was that um he, I don't know whether that relationship is with another physical person or that relationship is with his inner demon, the like, yeah. schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I don't know now. I thought for sure going into this that it was an actual physical person. But like you don't an know. Actual, like an actual lover that this person had and they were got into like a physical argument with. But now I don't know. Or I really don't know. Or what if there were two people in the band that had, you know, very big parts in writing it. They all, they wrote it together, but 
each person had a different meaning behind it. Could be the case too. That's right. Yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot about that. That you mentioned that the whole band was behind writing all these songs. Mm -hmm. I hate all of it this. It just makes me think that it's both. That just makes me think that it's both. I, I hate. I hate all of this. It provides more really questions do. than answers. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching an episode of Lost. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Just a smoke monster flying around. So, so are they dead? <laughs> <laughs> I are they feel are they still on the plane. I almost feel like in the end may have been written after uh, all of the songs that came before it. I feel like this may have been an emotional slash mental cap. <laughs> just kind of summarized everything that had happened before mm. and then branched into the last three albums as kind of a um you mean songs last yeah, three songs like a yeah like a recap yeah songs sorry yeah as just a recap to you know all the emotions packed into this track list mhm mm it's it's a recap but it's also a prelude in a sense like you said right. it's capturing everything but then also setting the stage for what's going to happen in the final couple songs of the album right yeah which is arguably just as ridiculous if not more ridiculous than what we've already covered so um one set of lyrics i wanted to quickly touch on guys and I think this kind of answers the questions we had from before. Of, is it a physical person or is it the... Well, maybe not. Here, let me just read and then we can talk about it. So the lyrics I'm harping on here are, um, I put my trust in you, pushed as far as I can go. For all this, there's only one thing you should know. It's at the very end of the song. And again, I don't know if they're talking about somebody like a physical person that they're reaching out to for help or is it that they're actually putting their trust in that person inside of them now like we saw in the last song are they trusting that person now to make well, all the different decisions for them the problem is in this situation people with this ailment consider the people in their head real people i mean mm. The, the, yeah, there's that. such a disconnect between actual reality and what's going on inside their head that that line could really go evenly both ways. Um, mm -hmm. The people with this ailment will consider the people in their head an actual friend, an actual voice of reason, and they don't have the ability to discern between external parties and internal parties. Damn. Again, more questions. I got another that theory. That I really for don't you. have the answer to. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> so, Max, what if... we're already messed up enough, Max. <laughs> so, please. okay, hear me out. No. What if. Another episode's coming. What if we had um, this completely just relate to his past relationship because he had to rely on his significant other to counteract his demons inside him? So, when he's saying he put his trust in you, he's literally talking about her. Because he can't trust himself. Yes, okay, right. okay, stop. Okay, so, hold, just, guys, just, if you got armrests on your chair, hang on to them. 
brace yourselves for this whole situation. What if, so you mentioned past relationships. What if in this mental illness state, the subject of the song has materialized emotions from past relationships into inner beings? And all of these people from past relationships are conveying their own personalities and feelings in the relationship into this whole mental struggle. So you think he's having voices that are linked to the people that he cared about that are trying to convey uh, subliminal messages? Yeah, I think he's digging back on past you know, affectionate relationships and trying to somehow manifest those into some sort of some sort of justification for what he's going through. I mean, we already saw that they were like super dependent upon that relationship before with again, going back to with you like it was a unhealthy dependency. On right. That. And and so, there there are definitely examples of that in the real world. People kind of Mm-hmm. They they anthropomorphize emotions from past relationships into justifiable feelings. So that almost answers the question then that I had before. Is it talking about what's going on in their head? Like, is that what's being talked about, or is it a physical person? Yes. And based on what we've said, I think that it's a physical person in this case. But but. That- but- but it's being both. manifested in their head. Yeah, so it's yeah. both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So both. we get an answer, but we don't. Kind of like how sometimes Ooh. if you you've talked to someone and you have like a really close relationship with them, um, you can imagine people with you know schizophrenia, voices in their head, will have very amplified. Um, you could say. Um, eccentric versions of that person talking to them you know not exactly how they would be but you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yep they per- they portray the same feelings a more extreme motivations person. yeah yeah it's just amplified version of what they would think themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> so even though this song very overplayed in my opinion but we had some real good breakthroughs from a narrative and like analysis standpoint here as much as i despise this song just because of the overdone radio play we pulled some shit from these (laughs) lyrics like (laughs) last thing i also want to talk about this song do you think that the amount of times that he says the word i in the whole song is another way of him trying to console himself trying to like build himself back up in a way hmm. can you can you say that one more time like he's saying i in order to like build himself yeah up he's going over yeah, his well, own doubts in a logical and that way. and that goes back to a very very common um method of restabilization for people with mental illnesses you know repeating the phrase i meaning that there's still you are still a person the -hmm. voices in your head do not you know they're not all that you have you still are an individual 
mm-hmm. and you need to come back and realize that you still have control over your thoughts. Right. So that's a very good point, Max. I mean, the I could be him trying to regain control over his whole mentality. Right. Like he's saying, I've put my trust in you, implying that he's done what he could do. He did his part. He put in yeah. the effort and he's telling himself like, oh, I actually, you know, I'm not a bad person. You know, I did whatever I could to make the relationship work, you know. Right. Uh, he expects himself, his own mental ability to be able to pull himself back in and kind of quell the voices. Yeah, he's just building himself back up by self-reassurance. Right. Yeah, it's it's self-reassurance, but then it's all surmounting to the one final thing where he says there's only one thing you should know he's building himself up right but then it's also a contrast of what he's telling that other person in this case what what has happened so which is also almost another form of reassurance we're telling somebody else that this is what you feel and their feedback if it's negative then you know you're in the wrong line of thought if it's positive you know that you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. or just saying right. there's only one thing you should know is him being able to get the courage and confidence to be able to confront her or his demons Fuck, max <laughs> shut up <laughs> dude <Another> meaning yeah. <laughs> this whole yeah, episode just it's like a leap of faith right you know yeah. they're, they're taking that leap now they're putting all their confidence and trust in that one person I put my trust in you pushed as far as I could go yeah I yeah for all this one thing you should know and he's basically being like listen bitch <laughs> and just goes off here's what know? I'm saying yo <laughs> Man. Oh my all god. These, all these different means, man. It just makes me want to lay down, you know? It's almost like I need a place I... for my head or something. I... Oh, <laughs> teaser. Um, I was yeah. really I was really nervous about this uh first episode of the season just because I didn't know where the discussions were going to go, but I purposely took less notes just so my brain could go wherever it wanted to. Sounds like it's working out, huh? It it yeah, yeah, it definitely has worked out. We've split this whole album into four parts and it's Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got I think we got one more one more song in us for for this part. We got to we got to do this last one here. All right. Move on. So, we got track number 9, A Place for My Head. Watch how the moon sits in the sky on a dark night Shining with the light from the sun The sun doesn't give light to the moon Assuming the moon's gonna bow with one It makes me think of how you act for me You do favors there rapidly You just turn around and start asking me About things that you want back from me I'm sick of the tension, sick of the hunger Sick of you acting like I owe you this Find another place to feed your greed While I find a place to rest I wanna be in another place I hate when you say you don't understand 
obviously the biggest thing is if you're trying to find a place for your head, you're lost in your thoughts. I mean, you don't feel like you belong anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So you're you're talking about just the title in general. Right? Just in general, just yeah. Like, just an, an analysis on title, yeah. Yeah, I think we've reached that point where um, they're... We kind of already talked about this before where they're exhausted and they need to actually rest and talk about everything that's happened. Um, They've up to this point, we've had conflict internally with other people. We've had almost kind of like a consolidation within the end. Um, They've made their decisions and they've left either the friend group or whatever like bad situation that they were in. And now it's time for the singer in this case to like actually find some kind of resolution and you know rest on what has happened thus far. You know, they they've gotten themselves out of the situation. They've confronted everything. They've consoled with somebody else. Now it's time for them to focus on themselves and rest. Finally, it seems right. And that's the whole progression of the album. I, I really feel like it's an actual, you know, culmination of mental fatigue caused by illness. I mean, it's just the way they laid it out. Mm-hmm. It's chronologically accurate, I guess I would say. It is. It is. And I'm glad we picked up on that theme right away, because if we if we weren't all on the same page with that, I feel like we would be fighting. The entire mm-hmm. time, we would be like, "No, this means this. No, this means this." But right, uh, it's one thing that I'm glad we're all on the same page on. Definitely. Um, however, so I say like this song is kind of resolute, uh, like resolute, but I also think that this is a bit of I don't know. It's kind of a it's not sad, but it's. It's not good, is what I want to say. <laughs> this is not a good song for the the person singing, because I mean the first verse kind of explains why it's not good, almost because they're being taken advantage of a little bit. Um, so we have, I watch how the moon sits in the sky in the dark night, shining with the light from the sun, and the sun doesn't give to the light. I'm sorry, the sun doesn't give light to the moon, assuming the moon's gonna owe it one. So that whole section really sets the stage for the rest of the song, in my opinion here. I think um, in one of the previous episodes, you mentioned about the sun and the moon being brought up as themes throughout the album. Um, How would you contextualize how this is being, I guess, spoken about? You know what I mean? So I think... The sun and the moon in this case is going back to that initial like lover relationship that um, was talked about in the first couple songs where the sun in this case is their lover. So like they're independent, they're full of light and brightness and like in their mind, they're like they're good, you know, they're sustaining them. And the moon is the singer themselves in this case. And it seems like in this situation, like they found resolution or they've gone back to 
their initial lover, whoever this person is that they're claiming is the son. But it couldn't be at a worse time because the sun, I'm just going to keep referring to them as the sun and the moon. The sun is almost like taking advantage of the situation and trying to get back favors from the moon in this case. Like it's they're taking advantage of them when they're at their most vulnerable situ like point. So yep. that's why I said it's really sad that in this time of like severe vulnerability, they're almost being taken advantage of in this case. I I had to step away for a second, so I don't know exactly what you covered, but building off of that, I feel like have we covered like what the sun and the moon kind of represent? Yeah. So that's what I was saying as soon as you left. I Max asked me what I think it contextualizes, and I was going with that it's like that original love relationship that we talked about with with you the i think that's the third song yeah i thought that that's what that is harping on what do you um i feel like the moon is depression and the sun is happiness okay so you took it more as like an emotional metaphor yeah I, i and the sun doesn't give light to the moon meaning there's somebody who's really dealing with some crippling emotions and can't really find the energy to be motivated slash happy. And uh, the moon is somebody, you know, with a dissenting opinion, kind of condescending. Um, and the sun doesn't give light to the moon, assuming the moon's going to owe it one, meaning the person... Well, I might have reversed those, but... Um, the person in a happy mood doesn't give joy to the ha- the sad person without expecting something in return or knowing that this person that is depressed is going to come back and you know try to reconcile the situation mhm it makes you think of how you act to me favor you do favors then rapidly you just turn around and start asking me about things you want back from me so Basically, the depressed person just sits around, kind of, you know, takes for granted the things that a person that is not afflicted by the situation in a relationship does for them. You know, it's just basic household chores, you know, cooking for them, cleaning for them, catering to them. And then the person that's depressed... um, is expected to do things back to the person that caters to. So yeah, yes, not only is it physical favors or things, but it's also the emotional side of things too. Right. I think in this case, maybe they are feeling like when they are around, they're also happy. It's like think about physically with the sun and the moon. The sun is able to sustain itself and emit its own light. And that light or like happiness in this case is shining off of the moon. So the moon on the surface, it it looks like it's bright, just like the sun. You know, it's happy when right. the sun is there. However, when the sun is gone and they're not there anymore, there's no light being reflected off of the moon. So oh. the moon is now the moon is now dark, and they're taking that to mean like since they're not there anymore the world or whoever is around them is expecting them to be bright like they were when the sun is around. 
So it's almost like the sun is asking them to do these things, but it it's just the sun being absent in this case. So it's the like the moon can't be what they are when the sun isn't around. So it's like sense. somebody with no motivation feeding off the energy of someone around, and as soon as they leave, their life is over. And you know, to be a, as to be as vague as possible in an analysis of a song. Um, I mean, it's a bit dramatic, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, and to take it into the next set of lines, they almost feel like resentment towards the other person because of this, saying, I'm sick of the tension, sick of the hunger, sick of you, sick of you acting like I owe you this. Find another place to feed your greed while I find a place to rest. So, like, they feel like this person is taking advantage of them when maybe, in fact, they're just, like, existing alongside them. So... Again, we go back to the whole theme of I need to just I just need to calm down and rest after everything that's happened so far. But because they feel like this person is taking advantage of them just by existing, it's just adding further to the problems going on here. But I'm so sick of the tension, sick of the hunger almost feeds to the fact that, you know, when you're depressed, when you have anxiety, when you have any sort of those emotions you feel the need to not be a burden. You feel like everybody is tense towards you. You feel like nobody likes having you around because you are a burden. Uh, and sick of the hunger, I would think that would translate to a longing for more emotion, longing for a real relationship. Um, mm. sick, sick of acting like I owe you this, meaning... Like, you have been just sitting around on your ass, being depressed, and now I want you to turn around and give me the life that I deserve. So, yeah, like, do you think that means that they want them to be more, like, enthusiastic and joyful and, like, outgoing yeah. in that relationship? Yeah, and I feel like it's almost hinting towards the lack of understanding um, mm. from the other side when somebody's suffering from depression or anxiety. You know, the other side sees it as just being laziness rather than something that you really can't deal with and you have no control over, but the person just sees it as you don't want to be with me, you don't want to reciprocate uh, any labor mm. that I'm going through. Um, it's just... Right. It's, they don't it's, understand. Right. It's, it's, it's a cry for help. Honestly, it but but phrased into kind of trying to educate the person on the other end. Yeah, it's yeah that cry for help. Like it, it's like yeah we were saying exactly. at the beginning of this. It's so hard to articulate these because it's very complex emotions and feelings and situations, but. It's like you said, it's a cry for help where they're at an extremely vulnerable time, just talking chronologically with everything we've talked about thus far and all the different songs, right? It's a very vulnerable time for them, and they're putting their trust and being vulnerable with this person, but they're acting hostile towards them emotionally right. in this case. At least that's how that they're perceiving it, I think. 
And because I, of that, it's like they they really don't even have a safe haven in this place. Right. And I mean, find another place to feed your greed while I find a place to rest really says to me that they want the per other person in the relationship to stop demanding things and failing to understand what's going on so they can just dip away and, you know, kind of push their problems aside, cope with what they're going through and resume the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that is further amplified by the chorus here. They say, like, literally, they want to, I want to be in another place. I hate when you say you don't understand. Again, going back to them not understanding, like, the emotional give and take that they're going through right now. Which gives you then, even more emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be in the energy, not with the enemy, a place for my head. It's like they want to be in the energy of feeling happy and like yeah. uplifted and good. But instead, because of this misunderstanding, they're almost getting another enemy and the person that they thought they could put their trust in. It's like it's a betrayal emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> and in this relationship. Yeah. Whether they like it or not. It I mean, it's really not their decision in this case. No. Because like, like we talked about before, all their actions are being dictated, at least they are saying their actions are being dictated by that person inside of them, or this other like being or entity. Or even just depression. I mean, just, I want to be with the energy, be in the energy is just somebody pleading to just have motivation to do anything. I mean, mm -hmm. and not with the enemy. The enemy could be any assortment of things really i mean mm -hmm. it's more like the royal enemy instead of just a person really yeah i yeah as much as i don't think it's really directed at that one person or like the Elsa! other entity in this that we're talking about yeah. i think it's kind of just like in general like i you think said, ryan i think the enemy is help. any internal struggle or external struggle i mean Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So, so let's keep going, and I think maybe if we work through some of this, we'll we'll figure it out. So it continues on and says, maybe someday I'll be just like you and step on people like you do and run away of the people I thought I knew and remember back then who you were. Um, used to be calm, used to be strong. Used to be generous, but you should have known that you'd wear out your welcome, and now it's and now you see how quiet it is all alone. So, stop just for a second, and I. So these. I, ha two, I have a lot. I have I got, a lot. I got something to say. Do about you that. hear? All right, go for it, because I'm Max, confused go. at this point. I'm confused. I need you guys right now. Okay, so. It's weird because he's kind of hinting compliments about how he originally saw her in his mind when they started having feelings for each other. And then he kind of reverts back to his current anger towards this person. But I was originally thinking about in the pre-chorus when he said, I'm sick of the tension, sick of the hunger. Is he sick of the tension between the two and the hunger for wanting the connection back? He's conflicting with 
not sure if he hates or loves her. Hmm. Yes, I I, I want to say yes. <laughs> I, I again, I'm really confused by these two segments, mm -hmm. so I'm looking for you guys here. Right, he's having two different feelings of love and hate. Um. But he's also almost sounds like he's being sarcastic. Maybe someday it'll be just like you. Yeah, he is being sarcastic. Step on people like you do. Mm. But it's like throwing it back in their face. Like this is how you're acting. Yeah, you know? basically saying you changed since we started, you know, dating. I don't know, man. Ryan, there's a lot to unpack, uh, unpack with that. I am going to go with the complete opposite direction. Audio oh, Max. I love, I love um, so, in maybe someday I'll be just like you and step on people like you do, I feel a longing for not being locked in your illness-driven prison, I guess you could say. Having some sort of normalcy, some sort of aggression towards people, some sort of uh, ability to defend yourself. Um run away all the people I thought I knew. Um, so severing toxic relationships, um, having the ability to tell people that are, you know, further amplifying your illnesses or your negativities uh, to just get out. Um, I remember back then who you were. You used to be calm, you used to be strong, you used to be generous, but you should have, you should have known that you'd wear it, you're welcome. So... I take that as someone who was in a relationship with someone who they agreed with and like things go, uh, the person that they were in the relationship with sort of branched out towards, you know, clicky people, um, more, something more hatred based people that would put more, push more people away that didn't fit in with the norm or the cool group. Um, mm. now you see yeah, how quiet it is all alone. So they branched away from the person that they were with, betrayed all of their friends, and all of their friends decided to hate them. They realized that they couldn't fit in with the people that they were trying to click with, and now they're realizing what the subject of the song is going through. Mm. It's like they're trying to be something that they're not. Like right. Just trying to fit in. Because they, so, in the last, what song was that? Run Away? And yeah. Run Away, they made the conscious effort and decision to leave that, like, clicky group of people. Right? Right. But at the same time, this person that they are in love with or have a relationship with decided to go the other way. So they're conflicted where they chose to run away with the person that they love is trying to be but like they like that person for different reasons and they i guess what i'm really trying to say is they have different motivations for who they are as like people and what they're trying to accomplish in this case i think that's right. probably where where the conflict is coming from it's just that they're two different people they're not the same people anymore <laughs> not and literally but figuratively you know, I what they're think, trying to accomplish sorry to cut you off there but um i i no, think I, was done. <laughs> <laughs> I think that 
the time that this album came out had a lot to do culturally as far as the lyrics go. Like when I was in middle mm. school, when this album came out, clicks were very heavy. Bullying had just, I mean, I don't want to say had just gotten its start because I don't know what happened, you know, in the eight, 70s, 80s, 90s. But it was definitely a big part of um, groups in my school. And I almost feel like part of these songs, despite what we've already discussed as far as, you know, the thematic element, I feel like part of these songs also were catering towards that part of society. Mm -hmm. I think Max Um, can probably attest to that more than anybody here. Like the different stuff that you experienced in Cedarburg, right? Um, yeah, like being different clicky, than right? a lot of the other cliques were. Um, yeah, I, I could see a lot of the feelings. I think the amplification, the very emotional way he's describing his feelings, I think is more of the relation towards um, being against bullying in those toxic cliques and then the the actual words are more relative to more loving relationships you know what i mean how have there's those two perspectives for for maybe two different writers one was more towards that feeling of being cast out and then the other being being cast out from a lover i i keep forgetting that i keep forgetting the comments where it, this was really like a group effort. So yeah, it, again, it just further reinforces that it's probably both. <laughs> but you have so many different viewpoints going on here. So going back to you used to be calm, you used to be strong, you used to be generous, but you should have known that you'd wear it. You're welcome. Is it saying... I Is it saying that they were vindictive against friends that used to be close to them? Or is it saying that they used to be calm and strong and generous, but that side of them was not widely accepted by, you know, the general population and they were out there welcome on the nice side and they had to convert to the bully side. I think um... because, because they were all alone being the nice person. Right, I think I think this could also be instead of a click, it could be a uh, like a best friend, someone that you've known since like second grade or whatever, and you go through like middle school or something, and you were the one that you know welcomed them with open arms into whether it's a friend group or just as friends, you know, and then you grow up to find out this person becomes more toxic as they keep getting, you know, pushed into different cliques themselves i think that it's more along the lines of like that the person changed because of the clicks right exactly like you said they they were calm generous strong like they were the rock right like they were the singers of rock in the relationship they were somebody that they knew they could depend on and they were there for them however in an effort to fix fit in with like the different cliques they ended up changing their personality and who they were in order to fit in and they're no longer the same person that they used to be at least in the singer's eyes so is that where 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 out your welcome comes in because 
I don't see where you're welcome as not no longer being a part of the clique that you pretended to be somebody else to get into. I, I think that stems from like where out your welcome is in that person was different and eventually it got to the point where they needed to conform to what other people were doing or like in the clique. Like mm. they wore out their welcome of being the newbie and like being different and whatever. And finally it got to the point where everyone decided like, Hey, you need to fit in with us and do these things. Otherwise you're not going to be a part of the group. His, his welcome was the friendship. And the wearing out was the procedural change through their, you know, behavior. Procedural. But then, uh, <laughs> big um, words. <laughs> yeah, Code. Right. Like Neo. But then, it's the but Matrix. Where does how quiet is it is all alone come in then? I mean, is is it is it a longing for the vast friends group they had outside of the popular clique? Is it not being accepted within the popular clique because you don't quite meet all of the standards. I mean, that's where my confliction comes in because I don't understand how they could be all alone. What line is that again? Um, you used to be generous, but you should have known that you'd wear it. You're welcome. Now you see how quiet it is all alone. So they wore out their welcome. So does that mean that they didn't they didn't rise to the standards of the clique that they joined? Does that mean that they failed to join the clique that they wanted to and they're no longer welcome in either group and now they're alone? Um I, I think it's the latter. Or maybe like they ch tried to change to be in the group, but for whatever reason they just didn't end up being in it. And I think that's maybe why these two people are back together because they find themselves in a similar situation where one left the group for their own emotional well-being, but another one left the group because they didn't fit in well enough. So they have that in common, but for very different reasons. Dude, I... My head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going with. That's that's my take on it. You should have known that you'd wear out your welcome. I just. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Remy said, "Oh wow." Yeah. Oh, wow. I agree. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know. I mean, and then you get back into the, you know, the regular chorus. So sick of the tension, sick of the hunger. So I mean. I just like the, the, the bridge. You try to take the best of me, go away. You try to take the they best of me. They say that eight times, by the way. They say that yeah. eight times. That was the only other thing that I really wanted to talk about was that bridge. So like, is, why, why is that so important to say it eight times? So I have a couple different opinions on this. So is it... Is it... A significant other trying to bleed the best of someone's emotions out of them? Is it... I mean... I don't know. I, I, I lost where else I was going when I tried to elaborate on that. But I just... 
So let's let's elaborate on that. You like bleed them of their best emotions. Yeah, it's like a leech. So you're so the best the best of you would probably be a food fighter song but also um also your happiness <laughs> your drive for life I, I think it just really caters to someone being a toxic significant other and trying to just drain you so you don't have the ambition to move forward you're stuck with them mm, because I, they're yes, in control of your positive time. emotions Yes, I agree with the second part. I'm still confused about why they would be a leech in the first place, though. Because um, what we've seen so far, like, this person is so, like, emotionally and almost physically damaged at this point. I don't understand why or what the other person would see in them. Like, what well, what is the best that they see in this case? It's It's almost symbiotic. So, like, the significant other, I would think... You know, if if they're oh. also if they're also faltered by the same emotions, they get in a relationship where somebody else is even more depressed and, you know, has an anguish for life more than they do, so they can feel like they are the bigger person and somebody else is lower than them and they can just suck everything from that other person, gain the last little bits of happiness that their significant other has to try to boost their mentality. Yep. I think you nailed it there. It's like they're trying to seek refuge in that other person because they're in a similar situation. Like I was saying before, however, like we saw in the very beginning of the song, the the son or the other person in this case thinks that they're so much better than the other person they're just draining them of anything that they possibly have left anything right. that they think is like the best of them it's yep being drained in this case yep and the other person realizes this i mean chester literally says this go away go like, away you are killing me i would like to move on go away and then further he says stay away so <laughs> Not right. only they realize they're being drained, it's like they just don't want any part of it at all. Just no more, no mas, I'm done, I'm out of here. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I hate I hate that I've dug this deep into things, but I don't Why? know this this what, what what is there to hate about that? I don't know. This this album really spoke to me. I've never I've never analyzed anything as deep as I have. Even these last 3 songs and this part of the episode. I just I had none of these thoughts while I was analyzing anything before we started recording. Mm-hmm. You need It's that. just spontaneous. I don't know. It just connects. I I don't know. This has been my favorite part so far. Um, Absolutely. The first two parts, they were deep in the sense that we got to really explore the like different types of emotions that are really harped on in this album. But this part has been my favorite because we get some form of like resolution in a way where they're talking about what they're actually doing about it and how they 
are experiencing life with the other people or person in this case around them so yeah like we spent the first two parts really diving deep and getting into this huge emotional hole but now we're starting to go up in a way not yeah. really but at least a little bit so that's why i like this part so well it's much. like it's like the first part was like the infliction uh the initial onset of the issues the second part was like realization that it's happening and now we are in the acceptance of said mm -hmm. issue last part will be resolution slash recovery yeah and uh Spoiler alert, I don't think the recovery is going to be much better <laughs> than the resolution. Ah, oh, Zach! Just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Man, Max looks like he's about to fall asleep over there. He's pretty drained, too, Dude, from talking about this. This takes so much mental energy trying to relate it <laughs> and then taking what you guys got out of it and working it around what I got out of it. Well, I apologize because I dig way deeper into this than I thought I would. So. Well, it's eye-opening. It it makes you appreciate the music more than just the radio airplay. Right. Mm -hmm. And having this the three different opinions to kind of bounce off of each other. I mean, it's 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 incredible how one song with one set theme can be interpreted so incredibly differently by three people and like max said i mean not only that but in essence it was written by more than one person too so maybe that's part of the reason why we have so many different interpretations is that we're picking up on all these different meanings and themes that are coming from the different band members that helped write the song right it's interpretation catering to every class of people almost in a way mm -hmm. i agree <sighs> well <laughs> we are way over time but lads any final thoughts I, we we did a honestly like i said that was a ton of fun we got through that was great uh, track number nine we'll pick up with number 10 um next time hopefully not hopefully we will finish finish this album review next time dude, dude i'm excited um, for the track listing how we all rate it yep not only am i excited for the track listing i'm really excited <laughs> as much of a joke i think as we've been making it out to be i really want to hear what you guys think about cure for the itch track 10 look yep I'm looking forward to Cure for the Itch the most out of the remaining songs. But In between uh, now and recording the next one, I'm going to go to Walgreens, get a penicillin prescription, and then we'll be covered for... <laughs> sure. Sure! <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, if you guys don't have any uh, further thoughts, I guess we should probably wrap up this episode eh all right well all i can say is keep your glasses full indeed uh don't be dumb again if anybody uh if you made it this far in our album review thank you for listening hit us up on socials on email as well um anyway if you have any questions for us 
please let us know. We want to hear from you guys. It'll help guide our conversation and uh, decide what it is that we're going to do in the future. And but, I, um, I would love to do a couple album reviews on listener feedback. Let us know what your favorite albums are. Let us know things that have changed your childhood, your life in general, uh, pushed in the right direction, anything that hit you real emotionally. Let us know your take on this album, too. If you are interpreting this in a totally different way, let us know. Because we want to like dissect that and figure out what it is that um, this stuff really means or how you could interpret it. And not only You could be totally wrong. Go ahead. No, that's all I got. Oh, I was say? just going to say, um, and not only, I guess, I think we spent a lot of time each song really dissecting it, but I think even through a very diverse um, explanation between each part of the song, there might have been something that we maybe didn't unpack. So I think it'd be cool if there was someone that noticed something that they wanted us to explore further or to elaborate on. I think that'd be cool. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Ev yeah, the everybody... more responses we have, the better. Sorry, Zach. Um... Everybody analyzes things differently. I mean, it's all dependent upon your own emotional interpretation. Um, so we could all, we could have a bunch of people comment and have completely different opinions on everything. As far as lyrics and song breakdowns. It'd be cool to hear how other people think. Just mm -hmm. for educational purposes i guess really you could and you could say a place for my head could deal with deal with addiction if you really think about it <laughs> i'm not even gonna say anything after that i'm not even gonna you say know i'm not i'm gonna duplicate the max <laughs> you know i'm not wrong in nomine padre er spiritus sancti <laughs> <laughs> Stop turning the water into wine. I'm taking, trying to take a shower. <laughs> oh boy! All right, well. And on that I'm note, we better run away. <laughs> I really do need to find a place for my head. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's been yeah. it. You guys said your catchphrases. Don't be a simp. All that. Don't be dumb. Deuces. Keep it real. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>